server. Can Ice cream. <laughs> Did it sound like sherbet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to a guy would say custard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, he's not that good. Too slow on the draw. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. They don't eat that shit over in over across the pond. Oi, merry old England. Yorkshire pudding. That's actually why he's moving, is so he can be eight hours ahead. You can have eight hours to think of uh, uh, something to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yorkshire pudding would have been really good. That would have uh, been pretty good. Yeah. Been really good. God, if only I was faster. But alas, I'm just not as clever as the two of you. Mm. New guy uh, hasn't won a race in, since his uh, since he was a sperm. Hey, but I got that one. Yeah, you did. You know, not bad. Beat out yeah. a few million. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Big One Podcast. It's me, your boy, new guy, and I am here with Baby G and B-Boy. Say hi, you two ding-dongs. Hello, you two ding-dongs. Hello, you two ding-dongs. Oh, it's a big ding-dong party. Very good. Ding-dong. Very good. We're the Big One Podcast. Uh, you can tweet us at Podcast Big One. You can email us at podcastbigone at gmail.com. What's this podcast about? How I would describe it is the only motorsports podcast that exists. And I think that that's a really brave thing for us to do. Finally, there's a podcast that talks about NASCAR. There's a podcast yeah. that talks about other racing series. We'll talk about Frankie Muniz. I mean, uh, stick around. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll go on some wild tangents. You know, Would we you gotta be the d- only. Did one. I miss anything? Yeah, we gotta be the only one with a Muniz watch, right? Certainly. Yeah, the only podcast uh, that talks about Frankie Muniz. Ideally, once a week, but you know, sometimes not always. Yeah, podcast big one. The podcast that talks about Frankie Muniz just the right amount. Yeah. 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 We love you, Frankie. Come on the show. Uh, This week's episode is brought to you by the concept of queuing. Um, If you see people standing in a line, don't cut the line. Uh, Be respectful. Be nice to people. Unless you're in a NASCAR, in which case, hey, baby, bump and run, you know? New new guy clearly didn't listen to our last episode because I talked about how my dad and I were uh, cutting the line a little bit at Milwaukee Mile to get into the truck race since it was so freaking long. We literally just blended in at the at the curve and worked our way in so we didn't miss the entire ARCA race. So you know, I'm not a huge fan of our sponsor this week, but I usually do. I'm All okay with it in the context of things related to a NASCAR race. You know, if you're if you hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't driving fast. Yeah, places to blend the queue, NASCAR races, and in line to get Yorkshire pudding. Those are acceptable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, also, uh, when you are getting drunk pizza after a night out at uh, nightclubs in Northeast England. 
Mm. English people mm. do not respect lines in that scenario. Ask me how I know. Let's hop into some race recaps. Xfinity, y'all wanna, baby, do you wanna take us through this? Yeah, so we're talking Kansas Xfinity. Well, we can we, let's let's back it up. Let's talk Kansas Arca first because we Ooh, got some okay. Muniz watch. Oh wait, I'm so sorry. I clicked on the wrong notes thing. Okay, yeah, let's let's watch Frankie Muniz. Oh man, Muniz watch. I'm not a professional, guys. Like, you know, what do you want from me? That's okay. Muniz wasn't too professional either because he was literally on fire. Um, I like that this was written in here this way because uh, there was a bit of a misunderstanding between the, the, the hosts this week um, of someone posting, Muniz is on fire, and uh, me posting back, he's out of the race. <laughs> uh, to which someone responded, yeah, he was actually on fire, um, and that was not great. I think that's two straight DNFs for him. Um, which kind of sucks to see, but that's rough. Yeah. What also sucks to see is Jesse Love won again, but that's all we have to talk about with Arca. So I think that what really sucks here is that the usage of the word literally to not mean literally so much made mm-hmm. me think that even with this saying, Muniz is literally on fire, that made me think, oh, he's r- driving really, really well. Yeah, Very confusing yeah. all around on this conversation about Muniz Watch, yeah. the notes, the race itself. I was going rock climbing with a friend, and I get a text from my mom that says, what happened to Frankie? He's on fire. And I'm like, ooh, Frankie's doing good. And then <laughs> I quick go to Twitter, and his car is on fire. So not yeah. good. Yep. All the way around, terrible execution on the messaging around Muniz Watch. Like B-Boy said, Jesse loves wins. You don't kind of talk about Arca anymore this week. Yeah, we're good. We're Gucci. Uh, or really this year. Unless Frankie Muniz wins or Tony wins, then who cares? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, truck race. B-Boy, you want to take us through this bad boy? Sure thing. Uh, so, yeah, truck race at Kansas on a Friday night. Uh, so this was the, the cutoff race for the round of 10. So they lost two drivers. Two drivers got eliminated. Um uh, stage one winner Nick Sanchez was under caution. Our stage two winner was Carson Hosevar. And our race winner ended up being Christian Eckes. Look at Christian Eckes winning his way into the next round. Um, here's some additional notes that we have on here. Uh, Sanchez leads the first 20 laps. Hosevar and Sanchez battled for the entire second stage. Yes, they did. That was actually awesome. Um, Maggio brings out a caution with 16 to go. And takes forever for the fi- for the restart. Finally, green with eight to go. Yeah, way too many caution laps there towards the end. Really good three wide action to end the race. And then yeah, Christian Eckes is the one to pull it out. To Benedetto did not advance to the round of eight. And actually, I forget who else didn't advance. Who was the other one? Was that Krasp? I forget. They didn't really touch on it a whole lot. I wish I did have that in the notes here, but I know just Steve Bendetto, they talked to him for quite a bit uh, in the post-race interviews. So Steve Bendetto was one of the guys that didn't make it through to the next round. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Matt Crafton. I was going to say, I, I thought Matt Crafton had a bad race, and he was he was expected to be out, but he had had a really good second race of the of this uh, round of 10 and had, and had looked a lot better, but he wasn't a factor at all that whole night. So, yeah, he has been eliminated as well. 
Um, that remains the the uh, playoff standings going into the next round, this time a round of eight. This will be three races to get us down to the round of four for the championship. Um, right now in the in the round of four, obviously three races to go, Corey Heim, Christian Eckes, Grant Anfinger, and Carson Nosovar with Zane Smith, Ty Majeski, Ben Rhodes, and Nick Sanchez all looking for ways to advance their way in. So we'll see what happens. This truck race at Kansas was amazing. It was on a Friday night, pretty late, and the action throughout the entire race was awesome. Not just the end of the race where they were three wide, a couple of laps going around the track at the end there, but this entire race, you could tell it was a cutoff race because the intensity really ramped up, and it was a really, really fun race. I mean, the only thing that was so weird on this one was why does it take us eight caution laps to fire up a restart when you know we're in the last... 20 laps of the race that was really frustrating that they couldn't get a couple more laps of that three wide action because it could have been a really different finish if we had a few more green flag laps there at the end yeah agreed cool uh any other comments on truck i didn't know i hadn't realized that they only do uh round of 10 and then round of eight i guess is that just because they don't have as many consistent drivers um, you know, I think it's just because there, yeah, there are, there are so many or so few that are racing the full season kind of thing that they only go with the round of 10. I'm sure they could just as easily go with the round of 12, but that like, that like chance factor of someone dropping out would be so much higher. Um, right. yeah, I, I, I assume that's that why, sense. but, uh, but yeah, they only drop out two, two people for the yeah. first round of three, but now, yeah. So like the Xfinity playoffs starts this week. So they start like basically a whole round behind with what Cup does, um, but they only have two rounds, and then basically of the remaining seven races left for Cup and for uh, 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 Xfinity, I'm sorry, there's there's I've got this all mixed up. There's eight races left for Cup, seven races left for Xfinity, four races left for Truck, so not too many left. Uh, any other comments on this Truck race? No. Great. I actually wait. Uh, I remember last year. I think that I complained about the fact that uh, all these playoffs didn't start on the same weekend, and I take it back. You like it? You so. like the fact that the cutoff race could be the starting of a new round for another for another group? Um, I mean, I think that it's like not necessarily hard. Uh, I mean, it's more to, like it's more complex to follow. I would just you know for the. For my brain, it may it would be nicer if they all started on the same weekend and finished on the same weekend mm-hmm. and all had eliminations on the same weekend. But that's just me being a big nerd and uh, liking consistency across those different things for the sake of consistency. Uh, I got gotcha. you. But, I mean, yeah, now that I better understand <laughs> the playoff layouts and whatnot, uh, for any longtime listeners, I take it back. Gotcha. Yeah, the the way Xfinity goes, because like I said, there's seven Xfinity races left, um, but eight for Cup. They don't go to uh, let's see, what is it? It's we got Bristol this weekend, Texas, and then Talladega. They don't go to Talladega. That's what it is. Gotcha. Um, Talladega would just be Truck and Cup, um, and that first weekend in October. But then from then on, those final four or uh, five races, right, are all Xfinity and Cup. So. Tight. Well, talking about Xfinity, new guy, do you want to take us through, or BBG, how about you take us through the Xfinity race? 
Xfinity to race at Kansas. Stage one winner, John Hunter Nemechek. Stage two winner, John Hunter Nemechek. And your race winner, also John Hunter Nemechek. This was an absolute wow. can of whoop-ass opened yeah, by John Hunter Nemechek on the rest of the field. It was complete domination. Crash on lap one. That was relatively comical. I was watching with some family, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, check out this NASCAR thing. And they're like, wait, they're wrecking already, and they just started this thing? I'm like, hey, that'll happen. They're they're excited. Uh, some younger drivers here. Cole Custer ended up running over a tire sitting on the track during this thing, and I don't know how NASCAR didn't throw a caution for this one. Did you guys see a replay of this or catch it live? They just it, they just missed it. There was a tire carcass that had come out uh, off another car, and yeah, Custer hit it, and it turned him into the wall. But it's just that it, it was hard. It was like sitting in the shadow of the racetrack, and so therefore they couldn't see it because it's so dark. But um, yeah, that happens. Uh, it's not the first time. It won't be the last time. So Austin Hill wins the regular season championship for the Xfinity Series. So well done by Austin Hill on this thing for the entire season. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you all see this was uh, something that had come out earlier in the week uh, last week, and then the penalty had been levied already uh, last week as well. But um, did you all see what the um, Ty Majeski team was penalized for? No. They basically had these uh, oh. tire stem caps. Valve yeah. stems, yeah. Yeah, valve stem caps that had a little metal bar in them that would slowly leak the tire, essentially. Um, which was, yeah, that was really interesting to me. I mean, it makes sense, but also like what a risk to go out there and just have your tire like slowly leak the whole run, you know? Yeah. That's also like, I, I really appreciated NASCAR putting out that video because that was so interesting to see like a specific tiny little tweak that, I mean, I would never think of, uh, that they used to try to get an edge. Yeah. It's a lot harder uh, to cheat now than it used to be with a single source supplier. So to do some of this cheating and modifying is extremely hard. And I think it's easier to catch than it was in years past before. The way apparently that they found this was like some of the NASCAR officials could actually hear the tires like hissing um, in their box or whatever. So they're like, what, what is that? Like, and then they end up seeing it. Like, I think, I don't know if they like ended up spraying water on the tires or they just heard it and, and ended up seeing it and finding it. But like B-Boy said, that's a risky move because the whole point of this is that it slowly lets the air out of the tire. So as the tire heats up, you retain that grip as the run goes a little bit longer. But if something happens like a caution or whatever, and you got 10, 15 caution laps and you're just leaking the air out, that could be, yeah, that could be a little bit spicy and risky there of a move. So it apparently worked. Cause at Milwaukee mile, he was using that valve stem modification and you could just tell his car was light years faster than anybody mm-hmm. else. So much more grip could drive, harder into the corner and then out of the corner as well so clearly it worked and i I really can't believe that the penalty wasn't more severe yeah they didn't take away his win um which i thought was the most interesting thing there that that they they basically knew that he was using it um on his win at irp and didn't take that away uh basically allowed it to stand um and 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 yeah the, the 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 penalty was still pretty severe in terms of the playoff points, uh, five playoff points and suspensions and everything like that. But overall, he's still there, and he's still a good shot at, at winning a championship. So, 
Sorry, that was that was truck related news. It just reminded me of it with John Hunter Nemechek going out there and yeah, just dominating. Very so, cool. Um, the big the big news with the Xfinity series is the playoff lineup being set. Parker Kligerman grabbing the last uh, playoff sp- uh, spot with a fourth place finish. Him and Sheldon Creed basically had the races that they needed to have. They basically locked themselves in, uh, and so now we have the playoff lineup set for a seven race uh, race to the uh, finale, at Phoenix for Xfinity. So. Wonderful. You guys got any predictions for Xfinity? Who's going to win this thing this season? Mm, I want it to be Allgaier because that's who I'm going to root for every single time this happens. But I think it'll be – man, it's hard to bet against John Hunter and check. I'm going to go with Austin Hill. feel good about Austin Hill. That's who Currently in second place. I think it's yep. Nemechek. <laughs> I right, mean, he's just been think? so dominant. I would love to see Allgaier get this thing. I, I just don't know how any of these teams beats Nemechek. If you look at the wins this season, he's got six wins. Next best, Austin Hill at four, a couple guys with two, and then a smattering with one. It's been a really impressive season for, for Nemechek this year in Xfinity. Yeah. Reminder that uh, Nemechek, last time he was running for a championship, he ended up like hitting the wall just a couple laps in causing himself damage and then continuing to basically do that the entire uh championship race so uh i think that's that's the hope for the rest of the field is that john hunter will shoot himself in the foot not that he won't have speed kind of thing because he will so cool should we jump to cup i would love to uh so cup we've got stage one uh truex in stage one lost his right rear and went out of the race after hitting the wall. Uh, the three in the 24 car, also similar situations. They lost it while running up high. I don't know if it was coming out of two or coming out of four. Um, but oh, it looked yeah, like I there were some that. spots where like, the track was kind of, uh, kind of slick or, or drivers were losing their cars there a bit. But a few people spinning out. I think that the three car got some damage after that, but the 24 was able to rescue it. Uh, but end of stage one, Larson takes it. Anything else y'all want to call out about stage one? Um, yeah, the, the Truex issue uh, and then the Bubba issue. Well, I guess Bubba issue was in stage two, wasn't it? Big time, big dog. Oh, okay, I'll hold off then. Continue. So stage two, uh, as was foreshadowed, I think very elegantly by our (laughs) friend B-Boy, Bubba was looking really strong. Dude was driving a fast car and doing it well, Uh, but he loses his right rear right after calling out that it was uh, getting a little bit loose. Loses his right rear, hits the wall, has to drive it back with his car down. I mean, he he wall slides. He, He rides the whole damn wall up there for a while. Breaks his toe yeah. link. It's a shame. It's a damn shame. Yeah. Loses, Dude ended up. What, he got back laps. into the race, but yeah, five or six laps down. Yeah. Ugh. It's terrible for me. I was watching the Bears at the same time, which was also really unpleasant. And I thought that was an <laughs> incredible game myself. Well, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Noted. Um. Uh, yeah, so I freaking I tune in and see that Bubba is doing great, and I'm like, oh hell yeah! Justin Fields was doing pretty well too. Like you know, some stuff was cooking, and then 
almost at the exact same time, Bubba wrecks, bears start doing trash, and then it's just sadness for the rest of the day for me. Yeah, it all went tits up. Ooh, in it, in it, bruv. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anything else y'all want to say about this Bubba? Or uh, I've got a few more notes about stage two. Uh, cool. No, I don't got anything, any other notes Go- for it. Good. Um, halfway through the stage, I mean, like, this was good racing throughout this whole damn race. Larson mm-hmm. and Elliot were fighting for the lead with Reddick and Chastain, and I think that Cindric was in there, too. I mean, like, halfway, this was halfway through the stage, like, people were sticking close. Really, really, really good. Really close racing uh, all throughout this whole stage. Um, after a pit stop, uh, or it might have been on a restart i can't remember or maybe during green flag who knows during the race (laughs) let's just say that during stage two um mcdowell was for some reason pissed off and spun cendrick which was kind of funny brought out a yellow flag but cendrick i think saved it was okay yeah he did but i think it was just from mirror driving like mcdowell was pissed off because he was mirror driving and so he went out down in the corner and cendrick then went to shove it down to the bottom of the corner to keep mcdowell behind him and so mcdowell just stayed in the cast longer even though he wasn't going to be able to make the the corner like that Mm. and just yeah took took cendrick out which i like it i like it keep it up mcdowell win another 500 bud uh into the stage Bradrick Keslowski wins. It was the six, followed by the nine. Then we've got Denny, the Hambone Hamblin, and the 11th, followed by the four car and the 45. So the final five, six, nine, 11, four, 45. Stage three. Uh... Man, okay, I've basically just got notes for the end of stage three. So if y'all have anything from uh, before the end of stage three, please. I just got the end as well on my side. Speak now. Yep, That's all I care about. Or just keep, shut keep your along. stupid mouth. Um, Denny almost won. He was looking really good. And then the fucking 17 loses a tire. And they go into overtime. Do you think that that was like a valid overtime to call? Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay. I, I think so because obviously I like the result. But uh, but no, I, th- I thought the 17 was in trouble enough that you would call that caution at any okay. other point in the race. So cool. at least when it comes to consistency, if they had chosen not to, it would have been one of those situations that we had had. I forget which race it was earlier in the year, but like where they waited uh, to call the caution, just even though they had been calling yeah. cautions quickly all race, they waited to throw the caution and they would have ended up with an issue. I think that was Pope. Yeah. Actually, you're talking about the finish of the 2021 F1 season, I believe. Sure. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, cool, cool. God, uh, I had something I was going to say that was pretty good. So, just imagine I okay. said that. Have you even said who won yet? No, I'm teasing it. Oh gosh. Um. God, I thought I almost was able to remember what I was going to say. I don't was know. it the pit drama between Larson and Chase Elliott? Uh, no, no, Re- uh, Reddick wins. It was a really, really good finish. Yeah, wow. That's what All I was right. gonna. That's I love right, that that's energy. Hey, B boy, bring the who on this race? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't excited about it at all. Don't worry about it. Um, 
This finish was amazing, dude. Yeah. Honestly, like this was a really good overtime finish. Well, you had exactly what you want sometimes, especially at these mile and a half, which is like a really interesting tire strategy with just enough laps for it to play out equally. Um, well, we had Suarez, I think, was the one that led the field uh, with no well, tires. tires. He did not pit. And then we okay. had three cars, the 22, and God, I, I won't be able to remember who else, who all was racing on just two tires, but three three different drivers stayed or got, got two tires and got to get out first. And then starting in row three, you had Denny Hamlin mm. and Tyler Reddick, and then uh, Byron and Larson in row four, all with brand new tires, and the shootout was on. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun for me because I basically got to, I was sitting in a, in a bar watching on my phone and like, like got to explain all of the madness that was about to begin and play out in two laps about how these guys have the new tires. I need this guy to have a good restart, this guy to have a bad restart and bottle up these other two. And basically everything played out exactly like I was, I was saying it needed it to. Denny got a really bad restart, slowed up Byron and Larson, and basically gave Reddick that opportunity to use those four tires to go get that win. So tight. Yeah, I mean it was a crazy yeah, it was fantastic. It was really, really good racing. Just in uh, time for the, the forty five car to drop in a Rocket League this week, which is cool. Yeah, fantastic. That forty five car looked so good as well. Uh, I might need yeah, to buy did, a die. Yeah, the money line one. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Happy for uh, Michael. He's a family friend. Um, always glad to get see his team make progress. In the <laughs> he means Michael Jordan, just for everyone to, to know. I, I that joke almost went over my own head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, first yeah. name basis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dear. He has a T-shirt uh, of them on. My it. mom's friend Michael. Uh, yeah, you know, always happy to see him do well in life. Um, and this is another instance of it. <laughs> I do want to talk about this pit lane drama, though, between Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, though, because, man, is Chase Elliott being a little bitch. Uh, oh, is he, is he, like, remaining pissed about it? I don't think so. They So okay. they he went up to Larson's car after the race, and clearly his team didn't tell him what had happened because he went over and had to talk about it after the race. But, yeah, uh, for those that don't know, the – coming out this was it wasn't the last restart i don't think it was the restart before that um but they were coming out of pit lane under caution already three wide reddick all the way up at the grass um chase who actually had about half a lane between him and and reddick and then larson which was already next to chase elliott up against him and brad keselowski doing exactly what he should do when you come out in front of some guys you're fighting against is uh squeeze them make them slow down or or give you a lane or wreck into you and that's exactly what he did well larson chose well i gotta i gotta turn right i'm gonna either hit brad or i can hit the brakes really hard or i'm gonna hit chase so he hits chase um chase is I guess understandably mad about that, maybe? I don't know. Um, but then comes down on Larson as if he didn't know that, like, Larson was trying to avoid Brad Keselowski. And, uh, and yeah, uh, I just think it's so dumb. Like, Chase is yeah. fighting for an owner's championship, I guess. But, like, and, and Larson maybe is locked in. But I doubt any of that went through Chase's mind. I think Chase is just still in that uh, let me right hook you if you wrong me mode. Uh, just... Yeah, very yeah. emotional about how badly his season has gone, I guess. 
clearly a frustrated driver, and that was clearly a frustrated move on that pit lane. If you look at it, they make a little bit of contact, and then once they are kind of all off pit lane and cycling back, you know, getting in line, he just turns it left right into uh, L- right into Larson again, and it's like, dude, totally unnecessary. Like, sure, you got a little bit of contact right when they were, you know, trying to clear and get past the line there, but then going back on the track, he gives a little, you know, left turn right into him, almost hits him again. It's like, man, this guy's just hot-headed right now, and Rick Hendricks got to get this guy under control right now because he's – Man, he's reckless out there. I get that he's fighting for that owner's championship, but it just makes no sense, the things that he's doing out there. Yeah, we've been talking about it on this podcast for a number of years now, but that Chase has been kind of a whiny bitch since he won his championship. And originally we attested that to that kind of championship effect. Martin Truex Jr. got the same way right after he won kind of thing. Jimmy Johnson's acted the same way after he won. Um, But, like, the other thing that happened right after Chase won his championship is they brought Kyle Larson in, and then Kyle Larson went in and won ten races on in on route to a championship in his first year in Hendrick equipment, and I think that's what rubbed Lar- uh, Chase the wrong way. Is Chase knows he's not the most talented driver at Hendrick. Hell, he might be the third most talented driver at Hendrick right yeah. now, um, and he's just super frustrated about it. I mean, yeah, you know, I hadn't really considered that perspective, but. Yeah, he's like been the Golden Boy fan favorite, won a championship, and now he's got these other two drivers that are really serious competitors for him. Yeah, outpacing yeah. him. Yep. Yeah. It's unfortunate because in a lot of situations like that with these prime athletes, that will bring the best out of you and it will make you elevate your game, but it doesn't seem like it's the case with Chase. He's kind of just like being a baby about it and like pouting almost and I, if things aren't going his way into a race, he's hooking people. He's, I don't get it, man. I, I just don't get it with this guy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, put up or shut up is, is uh, what they always say, right? In these situations, it's definitely a lot different to your point when your teammates don't actually help you win, right? Like this isn't a Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan situation, just to harken back to new guy's best friend. Um, but like <laughs> where, you know, at least the other guy, when he outperforms you, it doesn't make you look bad. It just actually makes you look good. You both get to win together. In this case, like Chase doesn't take Hendrick wins as his wins. He just takes his wins as his wins, and he doesn't see success in the team, right? So um, if he isn't winning, then nobody's winning. So, um, Last comment here that we have written down is the 14 of Chase Briscoe at the fastest four-tire and fuel pit stop in NASCAR history at 8.45 seconds. Um, I saw this as well. I saw this on Twitter after the race. And uh, congrats. A little silver lining for uh, one of the Stuart Haas teams, I guess. Um, Glad that they're still going out there and having fun. (laughs) That's all I got to say about it. Any other comments on the cup race? No. (laughs) Good race. Great finish. Yeah, great finish. Uh, new yeah. guy's totally ready to move on. New guy, do you want to take us through some storylines? Dude, yeah. Um, stage races are coming back to road courses, starting with the Roval. Um, I'm of two minds about this. On one hand, uh, it's cool to group cars up and make them race each other, despite it being a contrived thing for... Um, you know, artificially sort of making the races more entertaining, but I find the races more entertaining. So sign me up for the artificial shit. Um, on the other hand, these 
caution laps are so long, man. It is stupid. It 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 makes it it. I hate it. That's what they got to fix. These caution laps are too long. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's the part that I that I don't like, and we've talked about it. Road courses like re-racking them if we could re-rack them and just get them to like line up no pit time or anything and just get them to go again i think that's the best of both worlds what if we only had one caution lap right you can't even pit during it um that might be a pretty good way of doing it now everyone's gonna try and pit beforehand right because you won't have time to pit during the caution but that's fine that's kind of what we get right now right is it's continuous Um, and so now it's not gonna be continuous i saw a lot of people complain and say like well, the car is what needs to be fixed, and I hate that they're not addressing that. Well, guess what? They can't address that mid-season. So this is what they're going to address to try and keep the drama high for the Robo. And I think it's the right move, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this is the right move. I think that your idea of just one lap to re-rack them is better. Uh, I think that would be sweet. I always have the better idea. I know. Um, speaking of, I know. Uh, B- Baby G, do you want to talk us through this next storyline? I know this one's kind of up your alley. Sam Meyer, little contract extension through 2024 with Junior Motorsports. So Sam Meyer doing well enough in that car for JR Motorsports. He is getting a one-year extension. Is yeah, this pretty uh, typical in Xfinity that they just do kind of a one-year tack-on, or does Xfinity do a lot of three-year deals? Or since it's more developmental, you kind of just do one year, make sure – you know, he's still performing the next season. Um, it would, for me, be odd if they were signing three, four-year deals with the Xfinity because the goal for most of these guys is to move up and drive on Sundays. Uh, but yeah. well done, Sam Meyer, getting another year. I think it depends because, like, obviously Junior Motorsports doesn't have a cup ride. And so, like, a three-year contract doesn't include the opportunity to necessarily move up to cup. That said, Junior Motorsports has got, uh, you know, a close allegiance with Hendrick Motorsports. And so maybe a three-year contract would also mean that you can move up to one of those rides or maybe a, a cup ride. And and the one thing that you do see in Xfinity is sometimes these these extensions or these, these signings do come with the contingency of, like, you can get out if you're going to a cup ride. Like, that's an understood thing when you're, when you're uh, you know, as you said, a developmental type team in this case yeah i one year is basically what mayor has bought himself with two road course wins i'd like to see him win at other tracks i'd like to see him compete for the championship which obviously he can do this year um and, and see where he's at uh i think next year will be a nice proving ground for him he right now talent wise he's looking at like an entry level um a cup ride like something like the other spire motorsports car alongside Corey lajoy is something that he might get a one or two year contract to drive he really has to start proving more in cup or i'm sorry in xfinity to move up to a better cup ride otherwise yeah maybe he will start looking at a longer term xfinity deal with some team um similar to what justin allgaier does right stays there and competes well there so um, last storyline here is that Gragson has been reinstated by NASCAR. Uh, that means that he's actually going to c- compete at an ASA race uh, this weekend, um, but it allows him to basically go after a truck Xfinity or cup ride uh, starting next year. We talked a lot about this, about like where he might land. I honestly have no clue where the dominoes will fall, uh, given some of the other silly season storylines, um, but just something to watch for. So. Word. Uh, moving on to some other series, F1 is going to be racing in Singapore. So uh, for all you F1 drivers out there that are listening to the podcast, don't chew any gum because uh, you will get in big trouble. 
Why can't you chew gum? Is that a thing? It's illegal in Singapore. Dropping knowledge on this podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, but, 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 but why? You got to keep going. Um, you have to do something with that gum, and they're worried that you'll drop it on the street or place it somewhere that will be dirty. Singapore oh, no takes, they, I mean, they're like, their death penalty for it, like slight weed possession. Can't chew gum there. Uh, uh-huh. They're hardcore about um, stuff. How, about how do they feel about greenhouse gas emissions, though? They don't care about that? Uh, what are you talking about? Have fun. Dang, dropping knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is a historically, I mean, this is an aesthetically cool race. It's at night, uh, Singapore, like they do it through the the city. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's an aesthetically pleasing race. Maybe it'll be exciting. Probably not. Um, McLaren has been doing better. That's kind of cool. There were, there were decent F1 races recently. I mean, you just accept that Max is going to win, huh? Yeah, Max will win. Yeah. Is, Dan, is Danny Rick in a race? Is he still injured? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I know he had to have surgery, but they said something like three to four weeks, which is about what it's been. So it's been two weeks, I guess. Um. Right. Yeah, I'm not too we'll sure. We'll see. You guys going to look wow. that up. The, um, the top uh, news article right now about Daniel Ricardo is F1 world champion slams Ricardo for smiling too much. <laughs> is that the Max interview? I think I saw something about that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was something about like, actually like him and Max being still friends or something. Um and and that Max was saying that like Danny Rick's the best teammate that he's ever had, which I thought was a pretty uh, pretty good slam to Perez uh right now, but um that yeah, that Danny Rick smiles too much and makes him look like like a wet blanket basically wow get slammed yep get slammed speaking of getting slammed IndyCar ended their season at Laguna Seca with a third Scott Dixon win he obviously uh uh the the championship was already locked up the weekend before by Alex Palou at Portland um but Scott Dixon finishing second in the championship and gets to ride off with the win which is pretty cool they had a huge pile up at that start of that race as well that that what it looks like that entire race was a massive mess it, and honestly i was. love that for indycar yeah they gotta have it every once in a while yeah a lot of side-by-side wheel touching type of accidents um which yeah had they been in nascars that would have been pretty cool um maybe maybe i'm here advocating for nascar to go back to laguna seca because it seemed pretty fun every racing series should replace their cars with cup cars yes agreed or truck Max would be a Joey Logano wrecking ball at all of the Grand Prix. It would be insane. Hell yeah. Cool. All right, um, speaking of wrecking balls, we're at Bristol this week. Yeah, I'm psyched about this. I love Bristol. Uh, I mean, it's a fantastic race track. Very unique. Very cool. Are these cars good there? Is this good racing? This what is great think? racing. Yeah. Okay. This is why everyone's so mad about the dirt is because the racing is so good here and it's the night race. This is, you know, what everyone always if the, Food City, uh, the baby. question comes up, what's the what's the crown jewel event that's not a crown jewel event? It's always Bristol Night Race, um, and deservedly so. Food uh so it's gonna CV. be fun. Well, everyone, you have that to look forward to. Uh, So we are going to be having ARCA racing there, 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Truck is going to be racing there 
9 Eastern on Thursday. 55 laps, 55 laps, 90 laps for the UNOH 200 presented by Ohio Logistics. Then on Friday at 7.30 Eastern, Xfinity will be racing in the Food City 300. 85 laps, 85 laps, 130 laps. And then Cup on Saturday, 7.30 Eastern, 125 laps, 125 laps, 250 laps for the Bass Pro Shops night race. I kept saying Food City. I promised I was talking about Xfinity. Yeah. Previous winners, 2022, Chris Busher, 2021, Kyle Larson, 2020, Kevin Harvick. So my understanding is that if you uh, start your name with a K sound, <laughs> you're going to do well. Yeah, that's the, that's the winning combination right there. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, talking about winning combinations, let's jump into the Smart and Heart Pick recap. We're getting closer, guys. Only eight oh, races no. to go uh, at Kansas. B-Boy selected uh, Christopher Bell and Austin Dillon for an average finish of 20.5. New guy had selected Danny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace for an average finish of 17th. And then Baby G picked Ross Chastain and Eric Almarola for an average finish of 15th. That meant no changes in the overall standings. Baby G still leads with 12.63 average. B-Boy following it up with a 14.73 average. And leading the pack is New Guy with a 17.04. Um, and that means, New Guy, you get to select first. Remember our smart pick for this one. We, this is our last cutoff race here at Bristol. Uh, so 16 drivers in play for that smart pick. Um, or technically all drivers in play for the smart pick, but then those 16 playoff drivers out of reach for the hard pick. So go for it. Wait, what? Smart what? pick. What? Smart pick can be anyone. The okay. hard pick has to be someone outside the playoffs right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant, but you just <laughs> said so rules. many words that it jumbled my brain up. I did. That's, uh, that's uh, smart pick. Let's see. It's got to be someone with a K. Could be Kyle Larson. <laughs> could be Keselowski. Castain. Yeah, the 8 and the 11 are off limits for you, but everyone else should be good. Why? Because you can't pick someone in – sorry, you can pick someone in the playoffs for this pick. And actually, we fucked up because you shouldn't have been able to pick the 11 and 23 last week, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just realized that now. Okay. Um. I'm going to say, yikes, 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 Kyle Busch. You already picked Kyle Busch two weeks ago. I can't pick him again. Oh, yeah, you said I can't pick him again. Oh, I forgot we were doing the thing where you can't pick him multiple weeks in a row. Why you got to change the rules up on me, B-Boy? It's too much for my stupid brain to <laughs> comprehend. Well, maybe when you get to London, the fog will be removed. Yeah, it's foggier there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say, wait, what numbers can I pick? The 8 and the 11? 8, 11, okay. 99, 23. Can't pick any of them. Jesus Christ. I'm, guys, I'm struggling with this so much. You have so many drivers to pick from, too. Oh, God, I know. And I keep saying, I keep going back to the well. Denny Hamlin. No, wait. Well, William Byron. <laughs> <laughs> this is quality <laughs> stuff right here. <laughs> this is why people We're going to have a spinoff. New guy picks his... Smart pick. Yeah, God. yeah, we got to pre-record this going forward. Ugh. Don't cut any of that. 
Who you got? I just. Oh man, I say my name. This is really rough. William Byron. <laughs> William Byron. Okay. Wow. Beautiful. After 17 years, we finally have a pick. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> I should have been trying to pick in that same uh, uh, spot. I'm going to go with Chris Busher. I don't think you can pick him. <laughs> yeah, I can. I haven't picked Chris <laughs> yeah, Busher yet. Yeah, get roasted. I am going to take Christopher <laughs> Bell in the 20. <laughs> nice. All right. Back to new guy. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, Someone outside the playoffs. Okay. I'm going to pick the 11. <laughs> No, just fucking <laughs> got your ass. Um, I'm gonna say, um, Chase Elliott. Nice. Yeah, I think that's the most solid pick there. I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, I already picked Ty Gibbs. Dang it! I'm gonna go with Bowman. Baby G. Let me get Baby Gibbs, 54. Oh, 54. Look at that. We did it. Well done, everyone. Rules aren't that complicated. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that takes us to the end of the Smart and Hard Picks and brings us right into Rapid Fire. All right. I can I can start us out this week because I know you're all discombobulated over there, new guy. All right. First and foremost, uh, NASCAR's schedule coming out imminently. Could be this week, could be next week, who knows. Um, But should NASCAR keep tweaking the car, or should they keep tweaking the schedule? Um, Meaning, should we just add a bunch of mile-and-a-halfs back, places like Kentucky that we kind of gave up on because the mile-and-a-half package used to suck, but now it's super good? Um, Or should we keep the schedule as diverse as it is? Well, we have Michigan. You mean just like doubling up on it and stuff? Double up, baby. Or No, I didn't mean to say Michigan. Sorry. I meant to say uh, Chicagoland out in Juliet. Chicagoland. Yeah, good example. Bring Chicagoland back. Um, So, yeah, if you could only do one, would you adjust the car more or would you adjust the schedule? Schedule. I I mean, like... uh, Go ahead, new guy. Yeah, I think the racing... uh, the racing at mile and a half is so incredible. The racing is so so good. Like, don't screw with it. We're, change the package around. I guess like if we were to only change the package at road courses, I could be okay with that. Um, but honestly, I would be fine with like swapping out one road course for Chicago Land. I don't know which code road course. Really have to twist my arm for that. Gotcha. But uh yeah, I mean this this car is incredible at mile and a half. So just don't touch it. And things are good. Give me Chicago land. Baby G. I'm in the same boat I'm in the same boat. I love this car and the intermediates right now. I'm not the biggest fan of the road courses. It's just not NASCAR's bread and butter. I get it that they want some diversity on the schedule, but going to a place like circuit of the americas for me that doesn't really move the needle as something i'm super excited of you know watching on tv watching who was it uh that was just slamming into everybody this year in in that first turn on every restart was that chastain that was just blowing people out of that restart um every time but stuff like that it doesn't really excite me i would like to see the schedule tweak in lieu of the car seems to be in an okay place. I think it's still not good enough on short tracks or road courses. But at a certain point, how, 
what else can we do, right? They're trying stuff with this car at the short tracks at the at the road courses. It's not really doing a whole lot right now, the tweaks that they are trying to change. Everybody that we keep hearing out of these road course and tests and some of these other tests is just saying it's the tires. It's not the car. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, if you're counting changing the tire compound as part of changing the car, then I would advocate for changing the car. If Same. we can leave the car exactly as is, aerodynamics exactly as they are, but then continue to work on the tire compound at certain racetracks and and tweak the schedule to have a bit a couple more mile and a halfs and a couple less road courses, I think that's the way to go. Um, yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement on that then. That's interesting. I didn't know that we would be all in agreement, but that works. Yeah, we're actually really good friends and we get along and see each other. Sometimes. We see eye to eye, so take notes. Um, do y'all think we're going to see any, uh, active NASCAR drivers go international and do international racing in the off season? Um, I'll just say yes, just cause I know that like Larson likes going to like Australia and racing. So, um, I'm sure someone, if he, if he even if he doesn't do that, someone else will do something. So I guess, yeah, I'm sure. S- do you think we'll I'm- see like. Do you think that we'll see NASCAR drivers get inspired by foreign drivers coming in and racing in NASCAR to go more? Not to that extent. The NASCAR season's just so long compared to the other yeah. the other uh, types of racing. Like, I think like say the IndyCar season was as long as the NASCAR season, and the NASCAR season was as long as the IndyCar season. You would see more NASCAR drivers trying out IndyCar. But it's just yeah. because the NASCAR season is as long as it is, yeah, and then in the off point. season is so short, they tend to stay here and just trying to do uh, races here that are in America. So um, they just they just overlap all of the other the other seasons. So it's yeah. crazy. This season starts in February at Daytona and it ends in what November in Phoenix. November. Like, yeah, that's yeah, insane. Thirty six races, and then you've got like All Star in there, stuff like that. I mean this. I can't imagine these drivers having all those races and then going back to their families yeah. and being like, oh, by the way, peace out. I'm going to Europe to race for, you know, a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Good luck over there. Like, I, man, it's, that would put a lot of pressure on the family. Sure, you might see some guys do some one-offs here and there, but it's not going to be anything serious, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. All right, my rapid fire here so nascar went to their single source supplier a number of years back if you could supply one part to nascar so you're owning a company that's supplying one part Ooh. what would it be if i could supply one part to nascar what would it be so i guess the things that i'm questioning here are do i want to do something that i think is cool or do i want to make a lot of money i think that if i wanted to make a lot of money I feel like tires would be the good thing to go after. Um, I don't know if that'll count in your single source. Yeah, because they were always it should yeah single source yeah. right. So. Yeah, but uh, um, if it's not tires, geez, I'm creasing. I don't know. But if I wanted to supply a fun thing, um, I would want to supply. I was going to say the tape that they used to cover the grill, but that's not single source. I don't know. I'll think on it. B-Boy, if you got something, please save me here. Yeah, I'm going to go with a part that's not currently on the car, but that they should add to the car, which is a Borg Warner turbocharger. Um, 
That's okay. what the IndyCar uses, and uh, I used to work at the plant that made those, um, the IndyCar ones, and so that's uh, that's what I'm going to advocate for. I would work for my company would supply the restrictor plates, just, and then I'd be hated by NASCAR fans. <laughs> plates with holes cut in them. Got it. Yeah, yeah. it's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's you get to use those like cool like water cutters that can like cut metal, which is sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would for just me. I think it'd be really the engines. Hard. Supplying those engines would be just badass to be able to. Well, the engines are still like put together by the teams. The pieces. Oh of the shit! Engines. So I gotta pick a yeah, piece yeah. of the engine. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I don't know jack shit about cars. <laughs> so. like, I would be the Hendrick engine department. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. Something easy. Window nets. That seems like that's a pretty easy one to make. Oh, I like window hopefully nets. Hopefully, you can make a little bit of a little bit of cash on those things. I do like Blaney, that. And then Blaney I would might advoc- do, Blaney might have me do some R and D, so it's a little bit easier to get that thing back up. But uh, yeah, window nets. There you go. I like I like that. You could also bring in or advocate for NASCAR to have colored window nets, which I think that they should do. Hell yeah. Um, oh, 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 my, take uh, us away. my rapid fire. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, what's the Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, tears his Achilles of NASCAR. Ooh, Jesus Ooh. Christ. I don't know if I know enough NASCAR history to come up with something good. Let me think for a second. Oh here. my God. Well, um, I would say like Kimi Raikkonen getting bounced out of that one. Was that? Last year, the one race where he he got just yeah kind of we'll thrown see. around by the oh, cup drivers, yeah. something like I think. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say uh, uh, Ryan Newman flipping a whole bunch of times and then having to go to the hospital, but he ended up like racing very shortly after that. Maybe um, and this is not necessarily early in the season, but it's more of a like giving a young upstart more chances to start. Uh, who was the guy that uh, hurt his back and gave Bubba a cup ride? Um, that was Eric Almirola. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. I don't know. You think Zach Wilson is that is Bubba? God, that feels gross. <laughs> it does feel gross, right? Uh, uh, I, I was thinking the I same like thing. It. This guy I that went to back. BYU. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> I was thinking. I, I was thinking of two instances when I when I uh, saw this. I was thinking Kyle Busch wrecking at the Daytona 500 and breaking both his legs, and then needing uh, a bunch of races yeah. before he came back. But he came back same season and won the championship. So I don't see that happening for Aaron Rodgers. Um, the other one I was thinking about was. Chase Elliott getting hurt this year. Um, talk about right-wing crybabies um, getting hurt and then causing their team to miss the playoffs. I think that's a that's a pretty spot-on yeah. one there. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that whole thing. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> he needs to stop being NASCAR such a crybaby when yeah. he's the one who is trying to do a freaking kickflip on his snowboard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was trying to kick flip. That's actually why yeah. he broke his legs. It was something yeah. really dumb like that. <laughs> Come on, Chase. Can't just to be clear, you can't kick flip and on a snowboard, but yeah. that's not how it works, bud. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, trying anyway. 
<laughs> God, it would have been cool though. Uh, which non-playoff driver do you think would get the worst shit if they took out a playoff driver who was potentially going to win a race? Mm. I think Baby Gibbs, man. If he takes like oh. one of those guys cut fighting for this cutoff line, like if he just like hooks Truex or something, Twitter is going to like literally burn to the ground. They're going to be jumping the fence at Bristol and just like yeah. destroying Baby Gibbs if he does something like that. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I think um, I think if like Chase Elliott was to take out Kyle Larson. If it was, like, obvious that it was deliberate, that, I think he would get, I think that would be really bad for him. I don't know. You see how many of these Chase Elliott fans still blindly support him after stuff like this weekend. This is more like, I don't, we've not seen what the the, um, viewership numbers were for this past weekend, but obviously they were down a little bit for Darlington. And I'm just like, man, these Chase Elliott fans so blindly supporting their guy and then also like not watching the races is yeah. so on par for a chase Elliott fan. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you're the worst. Um, I think Ross Chastain as I, as I look up and down the, the queue here, like oh, it's just yeah. so expected of Ross that if he were to do it, I think people would be pretty mad. I think Austin Dillon as well. The last couple of times Austin Dillon has tangled with someone or when he tangled with Larson at the road course, um, like people are, pretty at wit's end i think with austin dillon at this point and you know silver spoon type of driver it's it's well documented and he doesn't have that many supporters to to kind of back him up in the twitter comments so i'd say one of the two of them yeah right on all right for me what's uh what's with the football season upon us nfl college high school on fridays what is your strategy for making sure that you're keeping up with nascar while also following all the football that's going on these days um, um go ahead new guy um being friends with you too <laughs> uh, <laughs> i feel like i uh, usually uh i was at a bar watching the uh bears game and i mean i can't uh, it felt wrong to ask them to put the nascar race up on a tv during the bears packers season opener yeah um, yep so I was just watching on my phone. YouTube TV on your phone is a damn godsend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, I I basically pay enough attention to the NFL for the first four or five weeks of the season, and then after that, I really don't care that much, and definitely don't like sit at home to watch the games. Um, so around here, I just have to check and see if the Seahawks are going to be playing at the same time. Um, and either stay at home to watch the NASCAR race, or if it's uh, if the Seahawks aren't playing at the same time, then I feel like I can go out to a sports bar or something and get it put on the TV. So um, as long as the Seahawks aren't playing, then we're good. We're, we're Gucci over here. Yeah, that makes sense. For me, it's just having that multiple TV set up if I am at home, and then if, if you are out, just keeping locked in on the phone, checking in with the race as you can. I was at a party on Sunday for the Packer-Bear game. There's this annual friends party where it's, you know, half the people are Packer fans, half the people are Bear fans. And it was just like people I hadn't seen since pre COVID, stuff like that. So I honestly maybe saw like two laps of this entire race. I did catch the recaps and stuff. But in a situation like that, it's unfortunate. But I'm just not going to be locked in on the NASCAR race just because there's so much else going on. And like yeah. there's like 15 little kids running around, people's kids I haven't seen in years, stuff like that. So 
I'll just a, try to uh, catch the recaps and, and, and keep up with it as much as I can. It's a long season that overlaps with a lot of real-life stuff. And honestly, like, I've not really thought about it this way, but, like, it's crazy. You know, we were just talking about how much effort this is for the drivers to have to do this so many weekends. Like, I mean, I struggle to watch every race. Like, I can't yeah. imagine having to spend every single way weekend doing the race i mean i guess you know it's totally different if you're a driver like it'd be fucking amazing and i'd love to do that like that'd be so cool but also like yeah that is the only thing in your life yeah can you imagine doing a podcast for this every week that'd be ridiculous not that's i mean that sounds like hell also new guy did you see what baby g just did just asked a rapid fire question so that he could brag about having a multi-tv setup and having friends and (laughs) going to parties that's all he did he set this whole thing up just so humble brag i yeah but not humble at all i hate to admit it but i respect him even more for it (laughs) yeah actually i do too that was that sounded fun yeah, I mean, like, I, I had to go back and watch recaps of the, some of the, the parts of these races because either I was watching on my phone or I was out doing shit. So I, I'm with you. This is this is where, again, if the schedule is to stay just this long, again, I think we start introducing midweek sprint type races or, or doing them on a Friday night or something. But, like, yeah. you know, why can't the NASCAR Cup Series do a, sa- a Friday night race at IRP and then do their IndyCar race or their Indianapolis uh, uh, uh road course race or whatever if they want to go back to the oval on sunday and get two races out in the same weekend like to me that is a better thing for the teams for the drivers and then obviously for the schedule so that when you get to the first weekend of nfl football you don't necessarily have to have a sunday race um like that 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 was the other thing too i was thinking about i was like man we get a saturday night race this upcoming week had it been last weekend how much better for the schedule would that have been you know uh, to not have to you're sure you're gonna have to compete with some college football but like that's better than nfl so yeah well you know actually i'm curious how much of their fan base i'm curious how much of the nascar fan base watches nfl versus college football i don't know yeah that's a yeah, that's an interesting question uh given that Thank it's you. southeastern based it might be college yeah. football more than nfl actually so I think what NASCAR needs to do is to get college teams to start kneeling during the national anthem. <laughs> yeah, that's what they need to do. Start paying yeah. some athletes some NIL deals <laughs> going out there. <laughs> and I think on that note, that is the end of Rapid Fire. <laughs> um, I think that brings us right into New Guy Reads the Standings. Yeah, I'm glad that you did it because it feels weird for me to uh, intro intro that. But I will read the standings and we'll do the playoff standings. Um, so uh, in first place in the playoff standings is Kyle Larson in the five car, followed by Tyler Reddick. Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick both have a win, of course. Yep. Denny Hamlin third place with 27 points well i'm not even going to try to figure out what's going on with these points uh denny hamlin in third place followed by william byron brad keselowski ryan blaney in sixth place kyle bush in seventh ross chastain in eighth chris busher in ninth christopher bell in tenth followed by joey logano and kevin harvick to round out the top 12 
below the cut line currently are Martin Truex Jr., Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse, and Michael McDowell. Yeah, I think the way to read this is off that plus minus. So the points is how many yeah, playoff yeah. points they have going into the next round, right? So um, we basically yeah. have Busher and Bell 13 points above the cut line, Logano 12 above, Kevin Harvick 7 above, Truex 7 below, Bubba 19 below, Stenhouse 22 below, and McDowell 40 below. So McDowell in win only mode. Uh, Stenhouse and Bubba are in like gotta finish. Yeah top three in both stages mode and then uh, Truax is in an okay mode given that there's going to be some uh, uh, some some playoff drivers going to have some issues here at Bristol for sure yeah All right, no who's doubt. who's who's in who's out who do you who do you all have uh, um, departing us I am going to say Truex and Bubba get in Stenhouse is out McDowell is out Harvick and Christopher Bell. I don't know about Truex yeah. anymore. The last two weeks, he's been so terrible to be so far above to now seven below the cut line. He had, man, obviously he had the issue this week, but last week he just wasn't running well either. So, wow. I think it's going to be a good Bristol night race. Um, who could I see dropping off that's in right now? It really could be any of these guys that are like 13... 13, 12, and 7, Boucher, Bell, Logano, or Harvick. One little issue where you go a couple laps down, man, they're on the outside looking in again. Yeah, I, I also think that the Chevys and the Fords are best here at the at Bristol. Um, and so, and Harvick, again, does do really well here. So I think he'll be good. I don't know about Joey Logano. I don't know how safe he is at just plus 12. Um, I think Boucher will do really well, um, I, but I could see. Blaney struggling, but he's 25 above. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm with you. I think Martin Truex and Bubba are going to have to do really well, um, and only one person's going to drop out. So I'm going to say Joey's going to drop out. Truex is going to go in, but we'll see. Joey, Bubba, Ricky, and Michael McDowell out. How dare you. Cool. I know. I'm, I, I hate it saying it. <laughs> I hope, but this is one of Bubba's favorite racetracks. I really do hope that he just go out there and have a really, really good, solid, you know, yeah. wired wire Ricky race. Ricky is going to win the championship this year. You heard it here first. Whoa, that's a bold prediction. Yeah. God, you're so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> On that note. Uh, well, I guess, I guess we have some news. We should go over this news just in case uh, our, our frequent listeners are going to wonder what's going on. But a uh, new guy is going to be departing us for, what, a month and a half? month? A month, like? yeah. I'm going to be in London for a month. So I'll see you all on the other side. And then we'll be going to Vegas shortly after. Yeah. You can do a live well, episode in Vegas. Um, yeah, we'll be a damn treat. We've yeah, got a so. we got a bunch of time in Vegas. We can record little bits maybe at a craps table as well. Mm, Do they allow live, that? We're just gonna bust stuff. out our phones and start recording. I yeah. think I I they, they don't everything. like video, but if you're just like shoving a mic in people's face, I think it might be okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll give great. it a shot. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll cool. be great. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I've been new guy. I've been B-Boy. Ben, baby G. Bye. Bye.
I hope that like uh if I hope that one day we discover that like deep somewhere in the recesses of your body, like that original sperm has like a whole palace built, like its own tiny little palace. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what you the see. appendix is. 